Welcome to the Podski Wee Wee post game instant reaction show. The Ticats squeak out a victory against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders 18 to 14 and move closer to that last playoff spot in the Eastern Division. Uh, an interesting game tonight, Josh. Not exactly the most entertaining game I've ever seen in my life, but uh, they get the win. And, uh, you know, the offensive line played really well. The defensive line played really well. We had a, a great running game. Uh, where do you want to start with tonight? Oh, I think we got to start West Hills, buddy. Like, what a, what a performance from him. Just an absolute tank out there tonight. I, I think he had 25 carries, uh, over 130 yards rushing. Like, when's the last time the Ticats had a 100-yard rusher? Was it, like, Alex Green back in 2018? Like, it seems like forever since they've had a guy pound out 100 yards in the ground. Just a, a monster performance from him. And just the way that they were able to eat up yards, eat up, clock time when Dane wasn't playing great just a perfectly executed run game plan today yeah it was, it was tremendous uh, this offensive line is the real deal um, you know they Dane Evans didn't have the greatest game but he didn't need to because Wes Hills was running through the holes he was it wasn't just, you know, and it wasn't just a case of the offensive line opening up holes for him, which they did all night. But, you know, he was making that stuff. He was running through guys to get first downs. It was just a really impressive performance by him and the offensive line overall. Yeah, it was. They played some bully ball is what they did. They yeah. they dared the riders to stop them running the football and, and they couldn't. And they, they kept just punching him in the mouth and punching him in the mouth. And what did they start the game with? Like six straight runs. And, like, the weather was – I wouldn't say it was – it was cold and it was windy, but I don't think the weather was that inclement. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it was mm-hmm. more so on the field because it, it definitely looked like some some deep throws going to the to the north were definitely underthrown. Like, Evans had that pick uh, after the Ticats got a pick that, that came back. Like, there was – I mean, Evans, I, I think – I think it's fair to say he was pretty bad tonight. Like two interceptions, mm-hmm. I think I saw he had eleven completions. Like it, it was, it wasn't a great game from him. And normally, how this team's gone this year is if he doesn't play well, they they fold. But they were able to run the ball almost at will, and that d- takes into it. Like this team almost tried to like for a spell there. Both of these teams looked like they were actively trying to lose the game. You know what I mean? Like there mm-hmm. were stupid penalties and just stupid decisions. Special teams was a, an adventure all night. You know what I mean? Like there was there was a lot out of this game that wasn't necessarily good, but made it a little bit more entertaining than an eighteen fourteen game would suggest. But this was also, I think, like I outside of Hills, this was a, a masterpiece from the defense, and it started with the defensive line. Malik Carney had three sacks. How many did they? You have the stats in front of you. How many did they have total tonight? Because it felt like they had six or seven. That's a that's a good question here. Let's see. So. Uh, so Carney had three, uh, Joseph had one, Johnson had one, Hauser had one, uh, Diallo had one. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, probably one, one, two, three, four, seven sacks tonight. I mean, you know, and they didn't really start off that hot either. I thought that early on in the game, uh, Cody Vajardo and the offense kind of had their way with the defense, but it, it turned pretty quick, you know, second quarter on. Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't it? Wasn't it 14-6 at the end of the first quarter? And then they pitch a shutout the rest of the way. I mean, you can't ask for much more than that. 
Yeah, it was, uh, yep, four, uh, seven, 14 to 9 at the end of the half. 49, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and then nothing in the second half from Saskatchewan. And it's, like, that that Saskatchewan offensive line is is atrocious. It, it is. It really it is. is. Not not I, to take anything away from the no, offensive line, but no. yes, that, that offensive line in Saskatchewan is it, her, absolutely horrendous. I think I saw a tweet tonight. Someone said that Cody Fajardo has been sacked 25 more times. Mm-hmm than the next closest quarterback, that's inconceivably bad. Yeah, that's – I mean, back in the day, that's like two like seasons of Danny Mack in like 98, 99 like sacks. I mean, that's yeah. that's a crazy number. And you got to feel – you know, it's, it's not all on the offensive line. I find Fajardo kind of gets a little funny in the pocket sometimes and gets a little scared. But, yeah, that offensive line is nothing to be proud of, that's for sure. But, you know – the defensive line just plays who's in front of them, and they got seven sacks and really helped this team out uh, get the win. So, and it, and uh, did, did it feel to you as if Saskatchewan's offense after that second touchdown? And I mean, it's obvious they after the second touchdown they didn't score again the rest of the game. But didn't it feel to you as if the defense something some flip you know switch was flipped yep. and they they just made life like the the Riders couldn't run the ball to save their life. They were they were feet like they and the Ticats gave up some second and longs, which were a little disheartening. Uh, there were some boneheaded penalties, like when they had them pinned second mm-hmm. and fifteen from their own one on what I think, at least from my vantage point, maybe you can speak better to this, should have been a safety. Yeah, uh, they let them off the hook, let them get to midfield. Ultimately, they stopped them because they they forced the punt. But it, it almost felt as if the Riders never really even got on Hamilton's side of the field after the after like the midway through the second quarter it was it was just a really well executed executed game plan from the defense yeah i mean you you look at the rushing yards Cody Fajardo led the way with 22 yeah. yards rushing uh Shaq Cooper had five carries for 7 yards i mean yeah the 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 run game was non-existent from them the whole night and Cody Bajardo's numbers weren't that bad. 24 for 31, 77%, 259 yards, but they had the two interceptions. And they just, yeah, they just fell apart after the, the first couple of drives, it seems. Yeah, so I, there, there's a lot of things. So obviously I'm, I'm in the stands, can't see everything. And this is kind of a theme with, when you and I do these post-game yeah. shows after Ticats home games. There was a lot of nonsense in this game. And i just like to get your take on, like, Jovan Santos Knox got dinged with an objectionable conduct penalty. From where we were sitting, it looked like AC Leonard took a shot at him. So I'm, I was unsure of that. The face mask that was deemed that they reviewed, I, I wasn't under the impression that that could be reviewed. So, like, I'm sure you saw it sitting at home. There was clearly a lot of kerfuffling going on, if you will. Mm-hmm. What, what did you make of sort of that stuff? Like, especially the, the Santos Knox penalty that really gave life a little bit of life to the riders. Obviously nothing came of it, but it, it felt as if that that was like we, we free. So uh, here's the two questions I'm going to ask you most. Okay. The safety was, should it have been a safety that, that they didn't call and the Santos Knox thing? What, what happened there? Well, the safety I thought should have been a safety. I mean, it was clear to me that Cody Pajardo was in the end zone when he threw the ball at the ground. So okay. that, that, that I, th- I think that was a blown call. And the Santos Knox thing, I, I don't think there was a penalty there either. Um, okay. I thought that was ridiculous. And and then there was the whole um, punt near the end yes. of the half. 
I was like, I, I'm confused on what actually happened there. And obviously um, the referee was too, because it just didn't sound like he was confident in what he was saying. Not in the least, right? Like it sounded as if he didn't know how to get the right words out. Now, yeah. I have seen since then that that, that was called correctly, uh, mm-hmm. which is weird, which is a weird rule. So apparently on any punt that goes beyond the line of scrimmage, if the kicker or an onside player is the first one to touch it and that team recovers, whether or not they've gained enough yard. Because the whole thing we were talking about in the stands was they recovered. I think I, I think it was Derek Taylor's tweet that I saw where it's like, yeah, the Riders recovered the punt, but it didn't go the five yards to get the first down. And Hamilton never touched it, so there never would have been a change of possession on a normal fumble. Why did the Riders get the ball back? And then I, I think he later clarified uh, that – any punt that goes beyond the line of scrimmage that's touched by an onside player first is therefore deemed a live ball. And whether or not you recover it six yards down the field or one yard down the field, it's first down for the team that recovers the ball, which seems like a, a really bizarre rule to mm-hmm. me. Like that seems like something, no, I don't think anyone's going to exploit it because it would, it would, I think that would lead to way too much chaos, but that feels like a, that feels like a mistake in the rule book to me. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if the team you're punting to never gets the chance to actually recover the kick, then the other team should have to get the yards they need to gain to, to keep the ball. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean, I've been watching CFL football for, you know, 30-plus oh, years now. Years. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I, I don't think I have either. It was it was, it, it confused me, uh, a CFL fan, for, for many, many years. It just, that rule seems way too complicated for its own good. And me, I don't, I don't know how you fix that. Obviously, like we've never really seen it, so maybe they don't have to touch the rule at all because it just doesn't happen very often. I mean that that's fair. I yeah I, yeah I guess that's fair. This if, if you and I combined have been watching this league since when the the late '80s, early '90s. Yeah. yeah. And this is the first time we can recall it coming up. Yeah, maybe it doesn't need to be doesn't need to be fixed because what are the chances we're ever going to see this? Like you're in your late '30s, I'm in my '40s, like. Will we be in our seventies then before we ever see this again? Yeah, maybe it doesn't matter all that much. It, it was just it was such a bizarre ending. It was. And 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 it felt big because if the cats would have got the ball there with the requisite no yards flag that would have come mm-hmm. with it, well now we're now now they're in field goal range. It, at the end of the day it didn't matter because they won the game anyway, but that would that would have been three more points going into halftime, could have changed the tenor of the game. I want to touch a little bit on Seth Small. Since he's come in uh, with the field goal kicking, he's been money. Uh, four for four again tonight, along a forty-two. You know, it, it's we found our field goal kicker, and yeah. uh, you know, you just you have faith in the kid when he goes out there that he's going to make it. Yeah, he missed the extra point, but other than that, yeah. he was he was on point tonight. And yeah, it's been a it's been a theme of his throughout the season. I, I don't want to rely on him as much as they do, but no. he's been he's been as solid as you could you could expect. You know, there's it's still because he's not a known commodity. There's still that little bit of at least me that's like, all right, this could be an adventure. But then he, he's got to be over 80, 85 percent, maybe close to 90 percent of the season. So, yeah, he's he's as good as they he's as good as they come right now. And I thought Lawrence Woods had a, had another had a good night tonight in his return. Uh, you know, not a hugely explosive night, but I thought that he, he he did his job. He got us good field position a couple of times there. Uh, five punt returns for sixty yards. 
so yeah, it's good to have him back in the lineup because it helps us a lot with the with the field position. It does, and it and it frees up guys like Timmy White and. I mean, Poppy White's hurt, so he wouldn't have been back there anyway. But it frees up some of the other guys that now they don't have to do the return stuff. So that, that lets them focus on offense. And I thought Tim White was actually really good in this one today. Uh, I'm not sure what his numbers were, but I do know that he eclipsed the 1,000-yard mark on the season, so good for him. I mean, there's not much to talk about in the passing game because no. it wasn't much there. Tonight, but uh, your boy Anthony Johnson led the way though with 91 yards. Well, he had the big he had the big catch to set up the first touchdown, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And that and was in the way was 63 yards. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I mean, Dane does have a very strong arm. I will say that. Oh man, the the throw to Hills that he yep. threw from the opposite side of the like that was a 55 yard throw that and Hills was wide open, but that's a that's not an easy throw to make, and it it hung up there a fair bit, but there was it's just true. no riders in in the vicinity. So it was a nice catch and run. Yeah. When he threw that ball, I like, I couldn't see who he was throwing to. So it oh, kinda, yeah, okay. So there, um, there's, there's the, uh, there's the advantage of being in the stands because yeah. when he throws the ball, we all start, we look where it's going. And it's like, there was no one within 20 yards. No one that wasn't a tie cat player within 20 yards of West Hills when he caught that ball. Now, Terry Godwin gets his first start with the tie cats tonight. He didn't put out numbers. Did you see anything from him that, uh, you know, Anything flash your way that made you think, hey, this guy could be a, a decent receiver? Uh, not really, honestly. Yeah. Like you said, he didn't get a lot of work today. He did almost have a nice one-handed catch earlier in the game, but, I mean, the pass, the passing game just wasn't there tonight. Yep. I, like, Lamar Durant was one of the team's best receivers tonight, and that's usually not a good thing. I, like, I don't even think – I don't think Keandre Smith had a ball thrown his way. Uh I mean, they, they threw for what, like barely over 200 yards, I think. So I don't really think that t- today offensively, it was the West Hills show. Yep. And they th- this was an ugly, ugly win. But the ugly ones count just as much as the pretty ones. So, I mean, now they're at, they're at five wins. They're a game back of mm-hmm. the Riders. And Saskatchewan has Calgary back-to-back left on their schedule. Hamilton's got the Stamps and then back-to-back against Ottawa. We said it on the pod this week, buddy. I mean, let's get hype. Six and 12 Ticats make the playoffs, go on a great cup run. Let's do it. I mean, they have a run game now, it seems. And if if Dane can, you know, have a better performance in the next couple of games with that running attack, I mean, you know, anything can happen. Anything could happen. So I, I do have to say, because I'm assuming we're going to move on to listener questions yep. in a second. I do yep. have to say, the, the first interception he threw – Okay, I don't like it. I, I like that they went for a deep shot after getting the turnover. I like when teams do that. The throw wasn't the greatest. The pick on the screen pass is indefensible. Like that is that is stuff that nine year olds playing quarterback for the first time don't do. Like that is like that when that happened, I thought this there's there there's no way they're gonna win this game. Like because we got bad Dane tonight for the most part. Like he made a few really good throws, but yeah. That that interception, like you cannot throw an interception on a screen. That that's inexcusable as as a as a quarterback with who has as much experience at at the highest of levels as Evans does. Just just awful. Yeah, that was bad. He definitely, you know, the guy, the defensive lineman jumped into the into the pass route, and uh, you know, he just had to have more patience on there to let the guy run past him, and then he would have been open. I agree. It was a terrible interception. I also agree that the first pass, you know, 
he was airing it deep. It, it happens, but the second one was was particularly bad. Uh, the first one comes from at Tiger Sammy. Our D was fantastic. Saskatchewan's O line was awful, and the refs were atrocious. The Grey Cup is coming home. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You gotta love the. Del- I mean, you and I said it on the show this week. We were like, if the Ticats make the playoffs, we're gonna talk ourselves into them going on a Grey Cup run. And after every win, we get super high. After every loss, we get low. So when you when next week arrives and they go to McMahon Stadium, we like we are prepared for a loss. But that's yep. not going to make us any more, you know, accepting of it when they do actually lose next week. It's so true. It's so true. From Jim Martin, uh, scissor me daddy ass. I can't <laughs> win. I can't win. I'm calling it now. We're going to the cup. <laughs> I'm sorry. Very I'm, good, Jim. I didn't hear. I'm laughing so hard I'm coughing. I, I didn't. I didn't hear anything after you said "scissor me, daddy ass," and that is All a right. cut that not a lot of people listening to the show is going to get. But no. I am heading to the AEW show this week, and mm. I'm telling you right now, it's going to take every fiber of my being not to buy that T-shirt, buddy. But anyway, what did you say? What was said after that? Uh, Ty Cats win. Ty Cats win. I'm calling it now. We're going to the cup. Okay, gotta See? love it, man. Gotta yeah, love yeah. it, man. Everyone's turned around and they're back on the bandwagon. And then when they and then next week they go into Calgary, they're going to lose thirty-seven yeah. fourteen, and oh everyone be God. like, "Why did we ever believe in this shitty team?" <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, from Ari Katz, huge defensive performance. Johnson is a gamer. Great to see him back as he adds tremendous size to a receiving corps. Hill is dominant, but would like to sneak Jackson with him. Play Ungering, play Ungerer to do this. Focus on Calgary. Beat them. Only need one win against Ottawa. I, I do I, I mean I've been high on Johnson for since training camp. Uh I, I saw him in the first couple of days at, at Ty Cat's camp at McMaster in May and, and was really high on him and nice to see him back come back from injuries. I also would like to see a a duo of, of Hills and Jackson. I know it's it's really tough ratio wise to get both of them onto the field at the same time or to get both of them on the roster at the same time. That would be kind of fun to see those guys mix it up because you, you'd, especially if you could get them on the field at the same time, like both in the backfield, mm-hmm. that yeah. would be pretty dangerous. But that, that's really two having two American backs is really really difficult to do ratio wise. Well, yeah, I can just imagine, you know, the power uh, and and the speed of Don Jackson. I mean, uh, the combination would be quite the quite the thing. The Hills has the uh, the downhill running, and Jackson can make people miss, but. Uh, you're right. It would be tough to get them both on the field. Uh, from Rob Hay, 63, <laughs> this means nothing. We will lose to Calgary next week and Ottawa the next. Oh, there we go. There's, there's some good old-fashioned uh, negativity. You know what? I Look, I think we're both in agreement there. They are going to lose to Calgary next week. They, yeah. they When they're great, they don't win at McMahon. When they're bad, they don't win at McMahon. When they're anything in between, they don't win at McMahon. They're not losing to Ottawa. I, I honestly believe that this team is going to finish 7-11. and 11. I think you're going to sweep the Red Blacks in back-to-back games. I, I just don't think I, – I know they made the coaching change and everyone's, oh, you know, you get that bounce. Ottawa's not good. and they, no. they Ottawa doesn't win at home, and they don't really win on the road either. Like, they're, they got three wins on the season. I know the Ticats only have five, but I honestly don't foresee the, the Red Blacks winning either of those games. So – Provided that the the Riders only win one of their next two, we're going playoff hunting, baby. Because this that that's 
they're not beating Calgary twice. Like I, I just no. can't see that happening. So, well, here's the thing with with what the Thai Cats defensive line, who we know they're talented, but they're not. Like Calgary's defensive line is really good, mm-hmm. and Calgary's run game is excellent. Kadeem Carey is one of the best running backs in the league. If Wes Hills and Hamilton's front four did this against the Riders. The Stamps are going to beat them by, like, they're going to run for 200 yards and get seven sacks and beat them by 40 in both those games. So mm-hmm. the only the only saving grace for, for the Riders will be if the Stamps have nothing to play for. But even then, I think Calgary will, will still put the boots to them. Like, I just don't think, you're not going to sit, even if, you're, if you clinch your playoff spot, you're not going to sit everyone two weeks before. And you might not even, and you don't have the roster numbers to, like, I just I don't see how the Riders win another game this year, which means the Cats just got to win one of their next three to get into the playoffs. I, I mean, they're not going to lose to Ottawa. They're just not. So, I mean, let, let's let's start talking ourselves into the Cup run, buddy. Let's get on that train. I mean, all you got to do is beat Montreal, and then Toronto is uh, Toronto's a pretender in my mind. I I and you know Montreal. Listen, I, I guess I can't be calling anyone a pretender. I'm a Ticat fan, but we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Uh, from yeah. our Cats, two really questionable officiating decisions. Not giving the ball to Ticats to kick a field goal at the end of the first half and Fajardo in the grass in the end zone in the second half. Intentionally grounds the ball. Should have been a safety. Refing sucks. Well, I, I, I think I've done, at least I hope I've done a good enough job explaining why the why the punt did not go Hamilton's way. I, I Again, I'm, I'm you. You watch it on TV, so you said that you thought it should have been a safety. I'm definitely going to go before I write my piece for three down, which will probably be out sometime tomorrow. I'm definitely going to see if I can find uh, yeah. a clip of the of the safety, and then hopefully find the rule because from what we saw live, he was definitely still in the end. The ball was out of the end zone. It looked like. And maybe yeah. that has something to do with it, but I yeah, that's what I was thinking. Was, but I thought his feet were like his body was in the end yeah, zone. Yeah, and I always thought it was where the player was in relation to where to where the ball was ground. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I always thought that it was if he's in the end, similar to holding. There's a holding call in that play too, and I was like, I don't know where the holding occurred. But then they showed the replay; it, it didn't look like it occurred in the end zone. But I was like, if it's holding in the end zone, that's also a safety. So. When they showed the grounding, I'm like, okay, his feet, his feet were definitely in the end zone. Does that make yeah. it enough for it to be grounding in the end zone? I don't know. It certainly feels like it should. Like, I, I don't know. I, I understand, like, oh, if the balls are not touching and, like, you know, touchdown rules and balls out of the end zone rules and all that other sorts of stuff, I, I understand how that works. But it certainly felt like like that should have been at least from first glance from where I from what I saw on the big screen at I at I almost said Ivorwin Stadium at Tim Hortons Field maybe it's cuz Danny Mack was in the building today that yeah. uh, and, and Darren Flutie too I was glad to see Darren at the uh, they showed him in the pregame show that he was waving the flag at midfield so it's good to they, see Darren Flutie back they said I think it was the first, first time, time in 20 ago. years he's been back in Hamilton actually that's what they said at the game they said it was his first time yeah. back in Hamilton in two decades it's like man has he really not been back since he cuz he retired in t- 2002 so it's like, holy mm-hmm. smokes, has he really not been back since then? And I remembered he didn't show up to the – they did the the all-time Ticats team uh, announced yep. that on the last day, the last game at Ivor Wynn, and he wasn't there for – he was one of the, like, two or three guys that are still alive that actually didn't show up for that. So, yeah, it was pretty nice and- to see, see Flutie there as well. But anyway, what was I – what were we talking about? Oh, when I uh, – yeah, I'm going to go look. I'm going to go find the video hopefully and, and check that play out to see uh, – See what that is, and then what, and then what the rule is. Because if the rule is that the ball's got to be out of the end zone, 
then they got it right. But until then, I don't want to say anything either way. From Kay Consoli, what was with the Ticats melted-looking jerseys tonight? Noticed at least six players with what looked like melted jersey numbers, wrinkled, bunched-up jerseys. Who was working the dryer on laundry day? Did you notice that? I did not notice that at all. Uh, uh, I, I didn't either. Okay. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, Jared Breyer. Game was total chaos, but the Cats did enough right to counteract their mistakes. Hills was incredible. Riders O-line was made of paper. Oski Weeby. That's an interesting thing, too. How many times this season have we seen things go sideways and the Cats don't recover from it? When things start going against them and momentum's going against them, they fold. This was the one of the first times this year. Maybe maybe that rally, Winnipeg rally to get it to 10 a couple weeks back, their last home game, and then the Cats were able to put it away. But you know what else I've noticed with this team is this year, especially recently, they've put together some long-ass drives. I think they had like a seven-minute drive today. They had, a, yep. they had like a seven-minute drive against the Bombers. Like They're really able to chew up clock in a way that you don't normally see in the CFL. It's, you know... It's seven plays, three and a half, four minutes, touchdown, punt, whatever. I, I, that's a, a testament to some of the – and this is probably going to piss a lot of people off. Some of the play calling with this team is if you're able to, ex- to call plays and execute them to eat up that much clock, that speaks to everything kind of working, even if the offense was pretty, pretty bad tonight. Yeah, and the time, I mean, it was in the fourth quarter. Uh, they brought it down to, like, inside the three-minute warning, I believe, before they kicked that field goal. But uh, I think it was a seven-and-a-half-minute drive, mostly runs from West Hills. But it was huge to to eat up all that time because I believe the Saskatchewan had the wind in the fourth quarter as well. So uh, a massive drive from them, uh, a beautiful drive well, in the fourth obvious, quarter. Obviously, with the, with the weather tonight, I wanted to get out of there as quickly as possible. And yep. when the Ticats got the ball, I was like, how is there 10 minutes left in this game? And then I felt like I blinked and they were whistling the two-minute or three-minute warning. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, they just burned off seven minutes here. That's incredible. And then they kicked the field goal and then they get the defensive stamp. But yeah, it was uh, – it, 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 I maybe I'm just a, a weirdo, but I like those methodical, long, time-consuming yeah. drives. They, I don't know what about them, but they – when I watch football games, I see a team just pick up six, seven yards at a clip, just eat a bunch of clock, and just kind of demoralize their opponent. Yeah, it was physical so... dominance, physical dominance yes. over the defensive line. This offensive yeah. line is powerful, man. Like they get down the field, they they push guys back, and they're doing a great job. It's great to see. Uh, from strange breed, our defense was unreal tonight, and big ups to Hills for some really great plays. Yeah, I mean, can't can't say much more than that. I mean, we just nope. spent thirty minutes talking about this, and he he summed it up in seven words. Yeah, uh, from Ryder Prater, nineteen sixty six sacks given up this season for the Rough Riders. Wow, wow. just incredible! And they still have a couple got, more games to go. Left. That could be twenty more sacks. Oh my god, <laughs> they're, they're, they they could potentially get if they're it's literally it's legitimately on the table that they give up seventy five sacks this year. That is unreal. Embarrassing. I don't want to stay there because I'm getting killed. Yeah. I mean, they, they have to do something in the offseason, but, you know, we'll leave that to the Riders podcast. Acts um, in 16 games. That is disgusting. I, I can't believe Cody Fajardo is still somewhat healthy. Like, mm-hmm. that's 
the fact that he's still in one piece is, is actually a testament to him. From Mario Fat, uh, good defensive win, still alive. My God, just fire Tommy. Uh, I don't, I don't know about that. What, what, what about tonight? Tonight's mistakes on offense were, with the exception. Okay, there is one when they did the the double pass, or at least tried. Oh to yeah, pass. It was right. there, but and you know what? Even that though, Evans underthrew that ball to Schill, so that was on yeah. That was a bad throw. That was a bad throw. Evans, Evans has. Evans was bad tonight. I think that's fair to say. I don't think the game plan was bad. No. They, they wanted to ru- They wanted to establish the run, and they did that. They wanted to eat clock, and they did that. I don't think this is a game where you can really – look, I think Tommy Condell is gone at the end of the year, barring them going on a run and winning the championship, and even then I think he might be gone. I don't think tonight's one of those nights where you got you bag on the OC. I think, he, I think he did a good job calling the game tonight. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he ran the ball down the rider's throat – and didn't, saw, and didn't get away from it. It was working, no. and he didn't get away from it. And that's exactly. what he's done is he's been like, "Oh, it's working, but we got to throw, we got to throw, we got to throw," and that didn't happen. No, it's uh, they just they just handed the ball off to Hills, and you know they saw what he did last week against Montreal or two weeks ago against Montreal, and how they should have ran it inside the five yard line in second down, and then they just they just went from there. I mean, it was. A, I think it was a smart game plan because this offensive line is just pushing guys around right now, and I think that's what they should do down the stretch here. Give Hills or whoever's back there the ball as much as you can because, uh, you know, this run game is working out right now. So that's all the, uh, the, the comments and questions we have from Twitter. So thanks to everyone for listening to the post-game show. Man, we, we, have, we, yeah. have a, we, we, we go – Barely a half an hour when they have a big win, but when they lose, man, we're on here for nearly a full hour. I know, crazy. I know. and there's like way more listeners too. They yeah, love they, to they hear our misery. Them. Yeah, they, they do. The they do. If they if they would have found a way to gag this one away, and I'll be perfectly honest with you, when they kicked the field goal to go up four, the first thing running through my head is they're going to lose this game twenty one eighteen. The Riders are going to march down the field and and win the game and when they well, didn't it was yeah. like okay and i figured if that would have happened you the the amount of messages you would have gotten we would have gotten for tonight would have been probably broke the yeah. record for how many we would have had so it's well, kind of crazy that after but you know what that means we just get to end our we get to end our start our weekend earlier we get to go into the week happy with a win and let's see what they can do at net what is it next friday i think they play in in calgary and hey who knows maybe they can get a win in calgary the first time in forever and then we can really start celebrating. Well, you see, you know, it's funny you say that they, they thought they'd lose by three or four or whatever it was, but I was watching the game and my girlfriend, there was probably like two minutes left and my girlfriend was like, shouldn't you be happy right now? And I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just waiting for them to mess it up. Like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, and they didn't. So I, I'm pretty happy right now as all the Ticat fans out there are, but uh, the Ticats win 18 to 14. They get their record up to five and 10 and close within two points of Saskatchewan for that last spot in the Eastern Division playoffs. Uh, thanks for everyone to listening to the Podsky Weeby postgame show. I'm Mike Graham. Eat them raw. I'm Josh Smith. Eat them raw.